This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the CSANS podcast match reaction show on a Sunday evening. I think this is going to be our most positive show of the season. And it won't be very positive unless you all unmute very quickly. It's a race. Andy last out of the traps. <laughs> I specifically told them in the green room, make sure you all unmute when we start. Nobody listens. No no, no professionalism is the jump. No. I was listening. (laughs) Uh, Right, everybody. Welcome welcome to the stream, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the the comments. Sorry we couldn't be here last weekend. um, There were uh, accentuating circumstances. Tim, is that the word? Extensuate, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, so welcome. Uh, Nemo's just said, Mitch, can you let Mitch talk about Kwasi all night? Well, Nemo, I would let Mitch talk about his new love, however, I have said to the the guys, let's try and keep it on an hour this evening as a youngster, I need to get to bed, but I will let him wax lyrical for a reasonable amount of time. No monologues, though, Mitch. Well, the Gary shirt's in the bin. We've got a new all down to Club Killian. <laughs> what a difference! What a difference he made, eh? What a difference! Didn't he just? I was probably Killian Mbappe. Never mind uh, Killian Kwasi. I was He's better than Mbappe. Doesn't it? Doesn't it fully validate in your Mitch's stat attack section about we don't want to dig out um, nope. Beasley out too much, but it really does uh, hit home and validate what you were saying stat wise about. Beasley v Medine. You need to do Beasley v... Uh, sorry, you need to do Medine v Kwasi once he's sort of 10, 15 games in, perhaps. Well, I was thinking before that he's. I think he might be, you know, an all-time great because he's kind of what you get if you crossed Armand with Gary Medine, isn't he? And that's just a wonderful... If you, you got both of them together, <laughs> you'd end up with Kwasi and that's just a wonderful idea. I watched his post-match on Tangerine TV... I was expecting him to be French, and he sounds like he's from South London. Yeah, no, he's just a South London boy, isn't he? <laughs> he was sweet, actually, that. He was um, 
It just, I think, I, th- I think that the backstory is that he's just shocked to be here. I don't think he was, ex- you know, well, I, I've got it on reasonable authority that he put himself up for trial or his agent put him up for trial. And he came to play a, like a behind closed door game and he didn't do an awful lot in it. But obviously someone in the club, I presume Gritchley, has watched it and thought, yep, yeah, I can work with that. He's got something. And, you know, Fair play. I think we should start straight off by saying fair play to them. We've slated the recruitment often enough, but to, to get someone who has that impact on a free after being released by a League Two club and then for him to come in a division higher and make such an impact, that's that's masterful recruitment, isn't it? Critch did actually say, again on Tangerine TV, they're not sponsoring us. Um, he did... I think he was kind of questioned on there by the interviewer saying, are you surprised at how well he did on his debut? And he said, no, because we've more or less produced a full dossier on him. Um, It's not been a flash in the pan signing. They've done thorough research on the player and they've obviously liked what they've seen. So yeah, big big up the recruitment team there. Begs the question why he didn't start a bit earlier. (laughs) If that dossier is as good as as it suggests. No, can I just temper it a little bit? Like he's got a lot to do yet, and it's one game in, and uh, and and I don't want to burst any um, blooms on the subject or whatever. But um, he he in the first twenty minutes, in the first twenty minutes, it was obvious he was reactive to um situations rather than proactive if you get what I mean and he was he wasn't he wasn't seeing things as quickly as you might you might see it that said he gave us a physical presence um that they were struggling to deal with and in the end he came out of it really well if there's anyone seen this name that's been banded around for him um little big lad well little big man was the name I heard Bob Little big man. That's me and Raggy that. It's because I said, we'll get the big lad. Raggy said, oh, he's only five foot seven because that's what he says on his Wikipedia page. And I, I said to Raggy, oh, right, well, he looked big at he looked big at Barrow because if you remember, he trotted out at Barrow with the rest of the squad. He looked big, but I must be thinking, must be, you know, my eyes must have been deceiving me. So then henceforth, I've called him the little big lad. But then he's actually he is a big lad, but he's little, not little big lad. He's not very good at this uh, height thing, Raggy, is he? Didn't he say that he was six foot two or something? No, didn't he say Jerry Yates was five foot nine, or was that someone else? And then Raggy corrected no, him. Or was it the other way around? He's five foot nine. I think he. I think he claimed. I think he said he was six foot two. Jerry Yates ain't five foot nine. So I remember we had this conversation. He's near well, six foot. No, I can say there's no definitive place anywhere where it says how big Kuasi is. It just says on his Wikipedia page he's five foot seven, which he obviously isn't. No, is he heck? And he's, he's, he's zero centimetres tall on all the stats sites because they obviously haven't got his data. <laughs> they will have now. Given your new stat attack sections, Mitch, I think you're the man to go and correct go these uh, Wikipedia anomalies. I think you need to so get on there. I'm the man to go and measure him up there. Well, no. <laughs> That'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Tape measure. It would, it would be with me little tailor's tape measure and all that. It would when you go for the inside leg, mate. <laughs> Soup you, sir. It's like with Gary Medine. I was your biggest fan, but now Killian Kwasi, I'm your biggest fan. I've been telling the cat he's got a new name. Killian. 
<laughs> the Beast of Bloomfield Road. I like that one, Chris. Um, so, yeah. Killian Kwasi was the big shock when the, the team sheets were read out. Uh, Grimshaw, Pennington, Casey, Husband, Hamilton, Virtue, Norburn, Dougal, Dale, Rhodes, and... Kwasi, so Kwasi in, Dale in, Virtue in, out, Beasley, Morgan, and Connolly. Tim, your thoughts up in up in the uh, Moretti, Moretti luxury area? I noticed you out on the, uh, what's the it balcony, called? The balcony. Yeah. Loading it up on the balcony as well. How the other yeah, half well, live? Yeah, well, t- I did... Um... Uh, anyway, the podcast group, I, sh- I shoved it in there. But I did the uh, Radio Langsing on Friday night with Andy Bays. And in the middle of the bit I was on, Andy uh, was actually interviewing Critchley. He basically called him out on playing Cam- Callum Connolly, left back, left wing back. He-, he basically said, what are you doing? And and, and Critch sort of said, well, we're still trying to get the right mix. And and um... Did he call him out based on what you Said Tim, or does he? No, no, he, did he know he, that he himself. He interviewed him, so right. he'd obviously shoved it into the middle. But he'd called him out and said, "What well, basically? What the hell are you doing playing Callum Conley left back?" And um, and and, and you know, it, it was a bit of a sort of a, an ongoing topic of discussion even after I left. Um, and uh, now whether that influenced Critch at all, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he was he was defending Conley, and, and Andy asked me about it. I said, "Look, you know, we all think." Conley's a great player, but nobody other than Critchley would play him left wing back. And I'll, um, I'll actually listen to it, Tim. And Colin Hendry made a very good point. I don't know if you listened to the rest of the the show after you'd gone. You probably didn't because there was none of you on it. Um, uh, well, they cut they cut out the sounds. Right, did it, right. Okay, so basically, Colin Hendry was saying it's you know it's all very well and good that Blackpool have got this lad, Colin Connolly, who's prepared to play you know here, there, and everywhere. But it's not good for him personally. Mm to be not nailing down his preferred position. It's not good for him. It's not good for his career. I think it was quite a good, quite a good point. I yeah. quite liked what Colin Henry was saying on there, actually. So, I know there's, there's some other people noticed where it said, uh, came out with some positives about his contribution. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, uh, so my immediate thoughts when I saw the team were, mm, we're back with this three again. Um, and 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 obviously we were trying to work it out, but I think he presumed, assuming he was leaving CJ on the right, um, Dale was the left wing back, which was interesting. So that was probably the first thing I I, uh, uh, I noticed. And if I'm if I'm cards on the table as well, I also um, thought uh, I was I was a bit surprised that Dembele wasn't getting a start. I thought you know I think we spoke about this didn't we on the Thursday night pod. I think mm. we all sort of felt Dembele was perhaps um, justified a start um, ahead of ahead of Kouassi probably. So. Um, you know, being perfectly frank, I was quite well. I was quite surprised Dale was let the left wing back, um, but I was glad to see that it wasn't Conley, and and I was also a little bit disappointed that Dembele wasn't starting. But otherwise, I, I was I was reason reasonably happy with 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 what I saw, um, and um, yeah, and uh, you know, you you just wanted, I just wanted us to take the handbrake off. I've, I've uh, again not keeping Harky back to the. Friday night thing, but I, I said then I felt we'd been playing with the handbrake on all season because we, most of us think we've got a decent squad, and most of us think that we haven't been attacking enough. And uh, as we're going to discuss, I think um, 
it was it was refreshingly um, uh, attack minded, and uh, but I didn't necessarily see I didn't necessarily see that from the starting lineup. I'm, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, when I first saw it, Andy, over to you next. Um, we were discussing the possibility of including Owen Dale on that preview that we did. Um, good, good to see him in there. He's a bit of a Marmite character, isn't he? Some love him, some hate him. But he, yeah, he did a, he did a good job. Yeah, full season with Portsmouth last year, didn't he? But, um, it's, I, when I just looked at it, I was just like, I was trying to work out how we were going to go with all that because I couldn't see Dale being a left wing back as such. Um, so I, I was trying to work out whether he'd play in Hamilton at right back, and but the sort of the way they address, the, they put the team out, gives away what they're trying to do, I suppose. But um, I thought it was an interesting. It was interesting, like Kowasi was obviously a strange one, but um, to on the face of it, um, but uh, and a bit of a gamble, but. When when they started, obviously Hamilton and Dale were were further forward, so it made sort of sense, really. Mitch, over to you. Your thoughts when that dropped? That team in front of you. Um. Yeah. I mean, a bit a bit like Andy. I was a bit. I couldn't really make head and tail of it, but I was I was pleased in the sense that he was doing something that you know the worst thing. I think in terms of the the pre match vibes and you know, our perception of what the game was going to be would have been same again. It certainly wasn't the same again. And I was quite pleased that he appeared to have found the, what we always used to call the roulette wheel, where he never quite knew what he was going to do. And and it's good to see him do that because that's something that I've, I think I might have said on here, that I kind of found strange about Critchmark too, is that he hasn't done those things that actually made him, you know, got him a lot of success last time, which was, the strange selections that made him quite hard to second guess that, that, you know, more often than not actually worked for him. So I, I was quite pleased and I just thought, well, at least, you know, at least we get to look at Kowasi, um, who obviously I was delighted to see and Virtue, who I'd said on the, on the Thursday, I'd, I'd quite like to see him get a game. I was quite pleased to see him, him in from the start and Dale, because, you know, these are players who are not, you know, they're not going to be on small contracts, but they haven't really started many games. So it was, it was kind of good to see that they do have a function and a purpose and he doesn't tend to use them. Okay, uh, Tim, how do you think we started the game? I've just penned in my, my notes. Slow start because I was... Uh, Ridiculously hungover from the previous night, and also. Yeah, so we saw you just. I was like, you look like you're, you know, you're not going to need a lemsy for something. The way you were cuddled up in 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 your seat, and I'd had a hard day on the touchline. Sorry for you. One point, so you told me it was hangover. I looked at myself in the mirror. I was kind of white, so I only had about five or six pints night before. Well, I say only, but I had to get up and obviously do the. Uh, the Polton coaching as well. I remember feeling rough on the touchline going, oh God. So, yeah, I was like huddled under a blanket almost. And yeah, the first 10, 15 minutes sort of just disappeared into the ether. It was a bit bitty, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, um, uh, and, you know, I, I, honest, I can't remember much about, it was a bit, it was a bit, I thought it was a bit nondescript the first 10 mm. minutes or so, if I'm being honest. And, I think it took us a little a little bit of time to settle down and 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 find our and find our rhythm. 
as Michael Haig's just more um, succinctly put it, first 10 minutes, they <laughs> yeah, were yeah, shit. Yeah, I, was trying to, I was trying to be a little bit more diplomatic. Um, uh, uh, Kev, that is, of course. Uh, Richard Corbyn uh, thought Reading were quicker out of the blocks. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fair shout. Uh, I quite like their number nine, actually. Um, uh, he, he's, uh, he quite impressed me all game, really. I thought he had good feet and... Um, I seem to remember. I think he had one one half decent chance during that period as well. So, yeah, it, it, I think I think you'd still say if you were watching it sort of ten or fifteen minutes in, you'd have probably still thought jury out on team selection, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. But cometh the hour, cometh the man, Mitch CJ on his bike, yeah. um, Kuasi. Bustling his man off the ball to send CJ away. Yeah, I mean it was it was lovely, and I think the difference between Koasi and Beasley is Koasi wants to go up against his man. Beasley kind of roams around trying to get away from his man, and Koasi multiple times in that game beat his man. It was quite interesting that he did it in different ways. He did it in the air sometimes, other times it was with his strength. And it was it was a really lovely bit of football from him. He, he sort of went in, kind of back, backed into him, if I remember rightly, and kind of spun him, came out the other side. And what a lovely touch it was for CJ, and who took, who did really well, right, ran onto it beautifully, cut inside. After all the time we've been going, what's the point of all this inverted nonsense? Um, CJ cuts inside, heading straight for goal, and you think, right, have a go, taken out, nailed on penalty, absolutely nailed on, no question. Um, really direct, really straightforward, good play. Andy, your views on that? Yeah, it's just a like great to see. It's great to see CJ running at the goal as well, and and at pace. And he just did the guy for pace, didn't he? And just the, the guy. What, what it, got me Andy was a start, his starting so position in the move. CJ was about thirty yards behind Kowasi, yeah. and incredible turn of pace. To be fair, to get himself into that position. Where as Kowasi comes out of his turn, he can actually he's actually then ahead of the ball. Um ab- absolutely phenomenal um uh, athleticism from him to be fair. There's five five or six times yesterday you really noticed his pace. Mm-hmm. You know, getting back as well, you know, when he was chasing back. Um but he was obviously the quickest player on the pitch yesterday and um and and it really showed and like the 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 thing on the penalty that that where I was most surprised was like it wasn't a horrendous challenge was it or anything but he was heading towards goal I thought and um, and he didn't yell a card or red card him so I was just like a bit confused but he didn't want to get the cards out all day did he really it was a bit le- a, a lenient ref mm, that- yeah, you're right because there was almost like an muted off 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 around us and then I was surprised that, that I hadn't really thought back on this I'm actually now you say I'm surprised that he didn't he didn't at least get that yellow yeah the pen itself Mitch we were it was a bit of a heart in mouth moment in front of you when you saw the keeper get his hands to it 
Yeah, well, my, my first, my honestly, my first thought was, right, come on, Jerry. And then I thought, oh, no, hang on, he's not here anymore. I genuinely thought that for about a split second. I thought, well, right, here we go. And and obviously, you, you, you know, you'd back Rhodes. He's, he's scored about 5,000 goals in his career. So I thought, all right, this will be all right. And then it really was. Uh, he, he didn't see it. When I've watched it back, he actually hits it harder than it seemed in the ground at the time. I think, I don't know if it was the, the, the fact the keeper got his hand to it, made it look like it, 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 but he certainly doesn't blast it, does he? And it just creeps inside the post. I think he actually kisses the inside of the post um, and, and then goes back in. Um, and it was an odd one because it kind of was, it, it, it was sort of, the moment of CJ running through was like one of them off your seat moments. And then, then we waited for ages. It seemed like we waited for ages. And then the penalty itself only just dribbled in. So it was kind of, I don't know if anybody else found this. It was kind of an odd celebration. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of a bit muted mm. compared to what, what you normally would be. You normally would get for the a, keeper. The keeper was quite frustrated with himself. Wasn't yeah. he? You saw him afterwards in the, uh, as, we, as we were peeling off to celebrate. And he was like, almost like stamping his feet thinking, because he knew how close he was to actually saving it. It was a feature actually erodes his finishing yesterday. Like all three goals were right in the corner. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it just shows you what a goal scorer is, I suppose. Something we've not had since the days of Kevin Phillips. I'd like to. Didn't have to hit him hard, did he? Just like, he just made sure they were right in the corner, all three. Okay, let's move on to the next goal. Isn't it good to say this? Let's move on to the next goal because yeah. we've got so many to go through. <laughs> and some very slim pickings this year. I have the opportunity to say this. I'm glad I have. Mitch, in front of you, obviously down your end near where you sit, leapt like a salmon, didn't he? It was just a goal from heaven. I, it was, it was one, that header was outstanding, but I'll, I'll do the move. So um, Dale takes a corner, it, it, it pings out. Norban does really well, takes it down and just spreads the ball out wide. Absolutely lovely sort of first-time touch. Dale puts it in again, lovely, lovely ball. And his crossing was excellent all afternoon. His corners were good, his crosses were good, his delivery in the box was was really good. But Kowasi had a lot to do and he timed the leap, but the power he gets on that header, it's a top corner header from the far post. It was just brilliant. And <laughs> you'll, you'll obviously remember, because you're with me, the It's Medine moment at Huddersfield, I, I was just bouncing up and down at the back of Block U, just telling random people, did you see Did you see that? It was just, it was just a fantastic header. And it, it, it's those goals feel like, I don't know whether it's just nostalgia for, for sort of our childhood era of football, but those goals seem like, you know, that's the kind of goals that strikers used to score every week, but you don't see them very often now. You know, a good cross and a, and a, and a really well-timed leap and header, and it was it was brilliant. And, and afterwards, he just looked for a split second like he couldn't believe it had happened. He just sort of stood there like, oh, I've scored. Unbelievable. And, he and, to the corner. He'd come over to the corner and he looked. He looked, yeah, and yeah. Jimmy just Jimmy. If you watch the slow mo on the on on, if you watch the after match 
you know that that little clip thing they do after match where they they interview people. You see, you see the celebrations, and Jimmy just gets hold of him. You can see Jimmy just mouth something in his ear, like you know, you've you've scored your ear. You you know, this is something. He says something to him, and he just comes out of this hug with Jimmy, just looking like whoa, like. And then he does his kind of fingers in the ear thing, which yeah, it was brilliant. I, it's my, I've, I said on Twitter, I think it was. I think I think that's my favourite goal I've scored since the bowler one at Stoke away, the Jerry to bowler. It just loved it. He nearly just, scored. Um, he nearly scored not long after that as well, didn't he? he was yeah, foiled. he did. He, he wasn't bad. He, 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 you know, it wasn't a bad effort. He sort of hit the keeper's legs. Keeper did well, so you know, he's he can finish. So, Andy, you're going to say something? Yeah, just I don't know what the uh, the fingers in the rear is, unless he is he, he was he was taking some stick or being told that he he wouldn't make it or something like that. But he de- definitely looked up to where whoever it was that was there to see him play. Um, you know that player's balcony a little bit. He definitely looked up there, and that's what he uh, put his fingers in his ears. So. Uh, well, it's your dream as a player. It's your dream, isn't it? You, you're making your home debut, and you you know you don't just score a goal. You score a very very good goal, and um, you know that that's you know when, when you when you're growing up, when you're training, when you have your difficult moments, that's that's what you want, you know, and 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 to actually do it, and obviously, and obviously to have a huge overall contribution towards the game as well is must be incredibly satisfying, um, and. Yeah. You know, and so you may, you've no doubt he'll doubt himself at some point. You know, get released from Sutton and can't hold down a place there. And you're gonna, you are gonna query whether you've got it, aren't, aren't you? And I think he, he you know, he, he will no doubt have silenced a lot of doubters yesterday. Uh, Bob Stinger's just put in the comments, he seemed to hang in the air for a good while. Who's the last player? It's to everyone in the comments and to the, the panel. Who was the last player who hung in the air like that? Let's see if anyone... It's obviously for those of a certain vintage, this. Who was the last player, the first player that comes to your mind, a few back in the day, that hung we? in the air? Dave Bamba won for me, I'd have said. He, he used to he score shit loads of headers back in the oh, uh, yeah, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, he didn't have to, didn't have to leap, up. though, did he? He just had to stand there, Dave, in the, in the height he was. I'm thinking Tony Cunningham. He was he was adept doing that. Jumped up and just seemed to hang there. Keith Walwyn was also another contender. Mickey Walsh from Dennis, just a bit before my time. Dennis. Yeah, great to see, as Mitch said. You don't see goals like that anymore. Um, Matty Virtue in between. Or was it just after our, what was it, the third goal? So the third goal went in on 33. Jordan Rhodes again, Mitch coming to you because obviously in front of you um, CJ's gone down I was thinking this is a pen all day long well again I mean not to not to labour the point on Killian but he he, he he wins the header just before it's really nice it's like a big physical challenge and he's he's nod down for CJ he's perfect CJ, it's, it's almost a repeat of the first one CJ just perfectly timed runs through absolutely clattered this time. I mean, this was a bad challenge. If the other one wasn't a bad challenge, this was a bad challenge. He goes down. It's a nailed-on pen. Ref, credit to him. And let's play go. Rhodes, though, he just... And it was weird because I'd... 
I don't want to go, ooh, talk about writing my blog like some kind of self-regarding tosser, but I'd written my blog before I'd watched Rhodes' interview, and I'd written about how it was like time had slowed down and he had this ability to control time. Um, and he just sort of shifts it across, puts it ex- bottom corner, brilliant finish. And then I watched the interview with him, and he, and he says, it was like time slowed down. I thought to myself, well, this is a bit of a free hit because we're going to get a penalty if I miss, probably. So I'll just shift it to the side and have a go. And I thought, how, how would you have time to think that in what in reality was about half a second to shift it out of your feet? You know, and the kind of... That's that's the quality of him, isn't it? That that he's sort of he's got so much football wisdom that he's read that situation perfectly, um, read what to do and put it in the bottom corner before before most of the rest of the ground has realised what's going on. I thought it was a lovely, lovely bit of poaching. That really, really good. And again, credit to CJ. Daz McKenzie's just asked if he had missed the pen, would he have called it back for a pen? Um, the referee, I, I was banging in front of me, and the uh, the referee sort of was nodding to our lads, you know. But he, he was letting it go, but nodding as though to say, like as Mitch uh, Matt said there, um, he was he, he just letting the, that next phase um, play out and let him have a shot. Fantastic, fantastic advantage, isn't it? Really, because a lot of refs yeah, would yeah, just be. Good. Straight in there with a whistle and point to the spot, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, and 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 he'd probably been carded then, um, but he's let it go and he's 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 let the card go on me because he because we've scored. It's obviously a bit of a bugbear to you, this Andy, isn't it? This lack of cards, it's irking you, isn't it? I can tell. What's <laughs> a bit of a bugbear to me is how how much how much XG has the South got? All the goals this season are down that end. We need a few more because, than off. Because this, the, the South is the most important, then let's be right. <laughs> uh, Shane Benjamin's just said in the comments, good few of us didn't see Rhodes. We were watching the red. Mitch, again, it was a bit, it was a kind of a muted celebration almost, wasn't it? Like on the pen. You know, yeah. it's like, he scored, but has he allowed it? So it was a kind of, do I fully celebrate or do I wait till and see what the ref's, ref's done? So it was another yeah, kind it was, of... It was, yeah, like Shane says, it was a really strange one because you kind of... You, you were halfway through shouting, penalty, you know, box eight, whatever. And and then the ball's in the net. And yeah, like you say, you kind of do a jump up and down or is, is he going to blow? Is he going to come back? And... Yeah, it was odd. It was almost a little bit like what I imagine it must be like being at the game with VAR, where you don't quite know mm. whether it's going to get given or not, or are they going to pull it back if it's a bit dicey. It was a bit like that. But yeah, and I mean, CJ was hurt off that challenge. If you watch back, he doesn't get up till they've been celebrating for about 15 seconds. And eventually, poor old CJ limps over and they all go, well done, mate. <laughs> you know, I noticed, I noticed Kwasi kind of just walk over him and just join in the <laughs> celebrations in front of the <laughs> Southwest rather than say, CJ, you all right? <laughs> the bastards. didn't stand on him, innit? <laughs> but going, going back to Matt, Matt's point about strikers, I, 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 heard, I, I don't know who it was last year, one of the managers saying we've got to... Uh, um, we were spending the time with the young striker and he was snatching his chances and we were trying to get him to slow down before he shot. 
just just slow down and just take a touch of thinking time before you shoot and then suddenly start editing goals. And so it's something that good strikers do, I think. Uh, Daz McKenzie with a thought-provoking point there. Class player improvement on Jerry. I think from goal scored, he may well be. He's a, he's a better finisher than Jerry. Um, yeah. I don't know whether he... He's a different player um, um, in the way that he approaches. Obviously, Jerry's... Um, it was all about the press and 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 um, closing people down and, and nicking chances, but you, you can tell Jordan's played at a good level. Um, he creates space for himself. He brings other players into the play. And, um, you know, listen, he made, he made, he made for me, he made Beads, Beasley play better when they've played together but I think and, and, and you know I think him and Kuasi uh were fantastic together but you know you're not, you've got a, you've got a guy there with a with a shed load of experience and anybody anybody's who plays them I think this season is he's, he's going to improve them okay on to the second half we've gone in three 0 at half time I just just say about the Matty virtue shot John okay yeah I mean, I, I think his performance deserved a goal, to be fair. Um, and he's, uh, um, if that had gone in, we'd have been like off our seats. Like, literally, that it'd have been like a beautiful goal, wouldn't it, if it had gone in? And he was unlucky with that one as well, that the ref took off his feet after, um, when we had about five corners in a row and it dropped to him. And you could see he was lining up a virtue sort of out-of-the-box shot and the ref just ran in and took it off him. Totally agree, Andy. I think the, the, I think the midfield three seemed yeah. to blend very well together uh, all game, to be honest. Um, I think Noel Byrne looked a better player yesterday. Um, Kenny, I think, had the best first half he's had all season. And, and all three of them, I mean, you look around the team and to be fair, there aren't many, but there aren't many players who who didn't probably get close to their best performance of the season because I thought the back three did extremely well together. Um, but that mid, that midfield three seemed to work. We'd written off yeah. Virtue as well, so it's almost yeah. like having a new player. We'd, we'd been... Yeah, some of us hadn't on Thursday, John. Some of us hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we had asked, we had asked for Dougal and, and um, we'd asked for Dougal and Noburn together, haven't we? And we thought that would become more, that would be definitely more solid having them two together. Uh, and then so on playing off them, if you like, as the third. And uh, and that definitely worked. I think with Virtue, you kind of forget, don't you? Because it's it's God knows how long since he's actually played regular football for us. He's either been injured or sort of coming back from injury and then getting injured again or on loan at Lincoln. And then he just, you, you're right, you do, you, you know, you do kind of write him off in your head and you you forget that actually he is that kind of all action, um, up and down, sort of full of intent and full of heart and fight kind of player that, that you actually really warm to. Second half. Started with a bang. Jordan Rhodes completing his hat-trick, Tim, in front of the North. Let you take this one. Sco- yeah, looks like he scuffed it. Um, maybe. I, I think um, 
there, there was there was good work again uh, from Koasi, wasn't he? Who'd won the header. Uh, a little bit, we were a little bit fortunate that we got it back. Um, I mean, there's a bit of a feature of the game. I thought Reading seemed to surrender possession incredibly easy. A number of times they they they, they kicked the ball out into touch, um, and they also got sort of pushed off the ball relatively easily. We saw that with that with our first goal, and we also saw it with this one as well. Um, and and it was actually the, the um, uh, Matty, wasn't it? Matty Virtue sort of got hold of the ball. Um, threaded it through to Jordan. I don't. It wasn't the cleanest hit ever, but as as Andy said before, it was right in the corner. As pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad free on the audio you'll also get access to our patreon supporters whatsapp group which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in so please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later as were his pen and as were his second one. And um, incredibly satisfying. I think we're all willing him to, to, to get that third. It's a long time since we've seen a hat-trick at Bloomfield Road. The, the, um, the last two that the uh, the team have scored were during the boycott years. So, you know, most players didn't get a chance. To, sorry, most fans didn't get a chance to see that. And then you're going back to... Um, uh, I think but certainly uh, Matty Phillips at Fleetwood away, I, I remember. And uh, Shelby at Leeds, I think, were the last mm. two before that. So, God. Um, so they weren't even at Bloomfield Road. So uh, God knows when the last hat-trick at Bloomfield Road was. I can't, I generally cannot remember. Mm. Anybody in the, anybody in the uh, comments can you remember? Get, you're getting slated in the comments uh, for the assist there, Tim. Wasn't it well, the way it was Weir. Weir was the I, answer. So apologies. I thought I thought it was Matty, and, and um, uh, I, I was convinced it was him. So apologies um, for my uh, poor eyesight, but um, I'd, uh, I'd convinced much, myself it was him. Too much halftime, Moretti. Uh, well, actually, it was it was watching the it, it was watching the uh, playback. I was watching it on my phone. I, I, I thought it I thought it was Matty's shirt number I could see on the back, but it was a bit grainy and and obviously on, only watching it on my mobile. Mm. So, um, that's the we had a triple substitution on sixty sixty six. Lavery, Carey, and so Lavery, Lavery was it Lavery for Carey, Kwasi, and it was Lavery and Carey for Kwasi and Virgil. That's right. Yeah. Um, I expected Rhodes to be rested at that point. Well, what do you think? We, think? we were we were talking about that up up in the the Moretti. So you're thinking, 
He's got it. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's hat trick. And do you want to like wrap it in cotton wool a bit? And so I was actually quite surprised when it was Kwasi who left the field, to be honest. Mm. I thought I thought um, I thought he might have taken Jordan off. Maybe a bit of just match fitness. He's lacking the, you know, the fitness to go the full 90. But we didn't really slow down in that half. I thought we may have taken the foot off the gas. We did to some extent, Andy, but we had multiple chances to go ahead of say chances. Dale smashed one just over. We're we're Blazed one over, don't know what he was doing, and and Lavery's also gone close in the second half. So it was good to see us not take the foot off the gas and continue with attacking intent. Hope hope Lavery now he's back, and obviously he'll, he'll be used as a sub for a few games. I would thought, um, but I hope he doesn't go chasing goals. They'll come, they'll come for him as long as he doesn't chase them but he has a tendency to get a little bit greedy, I think, when there's there's better options on. So just hope that's the case. But um, but finally, he, picking that team, it looked like a decent bench, didn't it? Um, and, you know, you could go with the starters and finishers method and, and, and it'll give... It'll give players an hour and then bring them off and put a set of fresh legs on for half an hour. And that's that's a, a lot of managers do that, don't they? Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, um, but let's see, we didn't... I, I didn't think we, we went lethargic or, or anything. We probably tried to see it out a little bit towards the end, but that's a... It's a natural tendency, I think, isn't it? For Yeah. At least we have the intent... Um, Mitch, over to you then. So, obviously, we've had a an OG in front of in front of yourself. I think Sam Hutchinson's crossed it in. It's very unfortunate from from Jimmy, who has been a, a, a colossus throughout the season. No, no blame apportioned there, really. Um, and he hasn't got a song, as you have been saying in the uh, in the patrons chat group. I think that needs rectifying, doesn't it? Well, it seems to have gained a bit. If I've been, I've been trying to do a, a song for Jimmy. It's like a song for Europe, but but only about a lower league left back come centre back. Um, I've been trying to run this campaign for about two years, and it's, it finally seems to be taking off. So you know, who knows? Whoever it is, you know, whoever it is that makes the North sing what they do, maybe they'll um, maybe they'll take notice. He was going to come on this evening, wasn't he? But there's been a flood. Yes. Someone's left so, the taps yeah. on at the biscuit factory. He's had to go and sort it out. 
<laughs> I think the best one I've read was um, he used to have a man bum, but he's all right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which was somebody in AVFTT. Um, so just generally then, what what's changed in that match that's made it all click into place? Well, we've, well, I was going to say we've done the big lad, haven't we? We've 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 done the fact that we've got a, we've got, for want of a better word, a Gary Medine back. We've got a big lad back. We've got a focal point, but I think that is really really important to the way we play because it gives us the option to choose when we play football as opposed to having to play football because we're not we're not Man City. We're not, you know, we're not bad for for a League One side. We move the ball very well. Norburn's a very convincing um, uh, sort of midfield general uh, orchestrating it all. But it means that we don't have to do that. We can, you know, Grimmy can take the ball in and if needs be, he can boot it long or Peddington or Usband can can sort of, you know, they quite nice balls forward. And I think that's, Difference number one for me is the fact that with a big lad up front and a convincing big lad up, you've got the option to mix up the way you play. Tim, what's clicked? Um, what's changed? I think I think the fact is we're playing football further up the pitch, um, uh, whilst CJ and Dale were uh, notionally wing backs. Um, you rarely saw them um, in the defensive half. Um, they were playing probably. 15, 20 yards further forward than we've seen in other games, particularly when we've played played away from home. And um, and I think also, and, and, and to be fair, Critch said this on again on the Friday night interview, um, it, he's been looking for the right blend and the blend just seemed to be right on Saturday. Um, players seemed to know where each other were. We didn't have all this stupid messing around at the back. Um, the balls were fed out to the wide positions in, and, and into the channels quite quickly. And and the players who received them actually, you know, went at whatever they were going to do from there in a very, very positive manner. None of this just passing back and then passing back. You know, there was, I, I, I can't remember any, any real occasion during the game where I got frustrated by um, us playing the ball backwards, which in, in other games is has been... You know, it's been a feature, hasn't it? It's been a feature where we've had all this nonsense possession in, in our last defensive third. Um, and we've spoken about that. And all the, you know, the good possession was in the middle third. And we had some good possession in the top third, mainly, uh, to be fair, as a result of Kwasi being able to hold the ball up for us and 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 win knock-ons and flick-ons and, and, and do what a, a big, strong centre-forward should be doing. Andy, anything to add to that? What's clicked? Or... I, thought, I, thought, I thought the screen was great in front of the back three. The um, um, the the back three seemed comfortable with Casey in the middle. Um, the and and we uh, playing the ball to CJ for him to run onto um, because if if that's how he's going to be against. The, the other teams, then they're going to have to put some. If we're going to play those balls in, their their left back is going to have to be quick, or he's going to have to give himself a lot of room. And CJ will just keep pushing further and further forward. I would have thought then, um, but certainly the balls into CJ that caused the penalty 
and Rhodes' second goal. Um, they were they were brilliant because he's got he's he's got the run on the fullback both time. So does there's that saying, isn't there? One swallow doesn't make summer. Can we can we maintain this? This is the key thing, isn't it? Can we maintain this going into Barnsley? I think the other factor. I am answering your question. The the other factor is that Dale wants the ball on the left. That CJ running on it, and Dale wants the ball on the left. And then you've got you know if you if you think. You said in the last pod about Norburn getting forward more, and I said, I don't think Norburn does get him forward. And actually, he didn't really get forward particularly, but he had such more of an attacking influence on the game because he, he had he could pass either way. He, you know, yeah, he could exchange with the midfield, but he could go to the left, he could go to the right. And Connolly just doesn't get, he doesn't want the ball because he doesn't want to go to the byline. He doesn't want to take people on. He doesn't want to do those little tricks and step overs that Dale does because that's not the footballer he is. It's not a criticism of Connolly. It's just not not what he wants to do when he's playing football. He wants to put in crunching tackles and win headers and things. Whereas Dale, he wants it. That's that's his whole reason for being a footballer is to take on players and get crosses in the box. And I think that, that also made a difference. And I think... What it looked like, Reading were very, very poor. They were very bad. They were they were as bad as I've seen for a long time. But nonetheless, we absolutely wiped the floor with them in stages of that game. You know, but at the end of the first half, we were we were basically walking around with with with, with that dominant. And that gives me hope that the balance of the team and the complete dominance with which we played makes me think that we can replicate some of that, that, that we we should have learned something from that about what this team is, what they want to do, how they enjoy playing, what works for them. So whether we'll do it at Barnsley, I don't know, but I think we've learned something there about future games. And Dale scored at Barnsley last time he played there for us. Good nice. goal too. Nice statistic. Yeah. Speaking of... Well, listen, st- we say Red were poor and they were poor on the day, but they won 9-0 midweek and they beat Bolton last mm-hmm. Saturday. Bolton, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, let's maybe we did make them, you know, um, look at look worse than they actually are. The stats. I just, I, I Wait, let's, think... let's get to the stats because this is unbelievable. Wait till you see this. Trying to, that's big enough, isn't it? Uh, we've banged on quite a bit about pointless possession in your own half. Um, Reading 59% of the ball, 41% of ours. But just take a look at that XG column, 2.59 for Blackpool. 17 shots, five big chances, two big chances missed. They are really standout stats for me. I've never seen anything that high from Blackpool this season or probably not even last season. So that's a, it's a real positive to take into the next game. Let's just hope we can maintain that momentum. And even when you look at like, you know, their, their passing accuracy is better, but where, where the reason why our, our accuracy might be down a little bit is that we're trying to play forward balls um, and to put people through. And, and so in order to do that, you've got to take a chance. And sometimes those passes won't come off, um, you know, and sometimes, um, you know, uh, they'll be intercepted wherever they might be. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with those surrendering possession as long as it's with attacking intent. Um, and um, again, it just shows, you know, you look at that, the stats for for them to have 60, virtually 60% of the possession. Um, it, it's, 
you know, if, if you're watching that game, nobody would think Reading had more possession than us. Um, and it just shows what a nonsense it is sometimes because um, it's all you, you, you really need to break it down into into where that possession is because our, our possession in our, our attacking possessions against their attacking possession must have been 80 20. Let's move on to the player stats then. Let's hope careful Critch is no more. <laughs> yeah, keep that handbrake off, Critch. <laughs> Jordan Rhodes, top-rated player, 9.7. Again, that is the highest I've ever seen a Blackpool player. CJ, 8.2. Owen Dale, 7.7. Ollie Norburn, 7.6 with Kwasi, 7.6. So, yeah, we're, we're all knocking it out of the park there on the stats front. So those were the, the FOTMOB ratings. Let's move on to our own player ratings section. Um, starting with you, Andy, you can have Grimmy. Did did well, didn't he? Grimmy really. He's, he made that great save where he came out, defending on the north end. Um, guy through, and he he just came out. He was all arms and legs everywhere, wasn't he? And just made a made a made himself really big. So it's <clears throat> good save. Had no chance with a goal, you know. So um, um, definitely an eight, probably. An eight, eight plus. Let's move on to Paddington, Tim. Um, just as an aside, uh, me and Eddie do uh, Polton FC player ratings now after each one of our games, and we do use the FPRS system as rating players. being used properly, John. <laughs> Is that fully licensed use? Well, no. You might have a case. You might have a, a claim here, Tim. Well, can I expect a letter from Barkaboo than Eastwood in a couple of days? Yeah, you know, the, the fee, the fee, fee note will be in the post. Um, uh, Matthew yeah, Pennington, anyway, Tim. Pennington, yeah, solid. I, thought, I think all the back three generally were, were very, very solid. Um, uh, you know, getting the ball out to the um, to, to to the midfield and uh, and the wingers quickly. Um, an eight. Okay, Ollie Casey, Mitch. Yeah, he had a good game. As um, Andy said before, we looked good with him in the middle. I, I mean, I, I was slightly concerned that he's not dominant enough to be the central point, but no, he's he's, he's done he's done very well today there, um, or yesterday there. Um, oh, I was one sensational little bit of work he did where he, he was sort of oh, caught wrong side and managed to get a foot round to make a tackle, but he didn't just make the tackle. He also quite deliberately sort of played a pass out with that tackle to whoever was outside him, hobby or someone to run out that I thought was absolute class. So yeah, Casey probably um, eight plus. Okay. Jimmy husband, Andy, unfortunate with the OG, but faultless as, as always, Jeez. apart from that. Could do nothing with a goal, absolutely nothing. Just You've got a, to get something on it, haven't you? It's just, you can't a, it's just it. a freak. He's just a complete freak. That, and and we all love him, don't we? And he's. I think we've all agreed that it, he's probably our our player of the season so far. Um, eight plus, just good, really good at the minute. I noticed on the uh, extended highlights. 
video, Andy, that the or noticed, I heard that the Reading fans were singing, we're going to win 5-4 after that goal went in. I don't know if you heard it from the south. You couldn't hear it from where we were. I chuckled to myself at that. I think we sang, we sang similar, didn't we, at Arsenal when they made it 6-0. <laughs> many moons ago, eh? Yeah, many moons. Ole, 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 CJ, Tim. CJ. Yeah, it's making me eat my words in the home games at the moment, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, and listen, and that's great. Um, I, that's, that's, that's what I want. I think... Um, it was an all-action performance by him. He, he really showed his value. He showed his pace. He showed his desire, um, and 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 had a tremendous impact on the game. Um, uh, I'm going to give him a nine. Wow, wow! I never thought I'd hear the word the, the number nine and CJ coming from your lips, Tim. There you go. Well deserved. Matty Virtue, Mitch. Yeah, we've we've touched on Virtue before. Um, I think what I really enjoy about watching Virtue play is he's very forward thinking in the way he plays, but he doesn't really overcomplicate it. He's not he's not an indulgent player. He doesn't he never really tries to take the limelight for himself. Um, he just moves the ball on effectively, quickly, um, and if we lose it, he gets stuck in and he goes and tries to win it back and then start another move off or take part in another move. He's he's very much that that team player, if you like. Um, and another player that we'd that, written off almost this season, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said on the pod, you know, we're a team of mighty virtues, mm. and what's the point of having seven of them? You know, and and actually, he's. You know he's 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 done very very well in that game, and I think he's going to be that midfield three. I think what Tim said before about how we were we were taking more risks with the way we passed is because we've got that solid three in midfield, and we can win the ball back. And virtue is part of that. Um, so yeah, virtue um, ooh, eight. Oh, eight plus plus. I give him maybe <laughs> um, not quite a nine, but but. Very good game. I'm sorry that number is not within the parameters of not the FPRS. You also will be receiving a warning letter <laughs> from BBE Law. For using the FPRS with it. Misusing it. Misusing it, yes. <laughs> My rights will be withdrawn. <laughs> okay, Andy, Ollie Norburn. The Rolls Royce was purring again. I, I won't. I won't be making the same mistake again. I used up all my warnings with Oyston. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Norburn, just there's a period in the game. He was. He's just classing. But there's a period in the game where Sharpie turned around to me and said, "How much rubbish does he clean up?" And exactly that. Mm. He just he just mops up around around the um, the the in front of the back three, and he was just he's just very good at it. His passing's very very good, um, and he keeps the ball. And he was he started to move the ball quicker. The ball is moving quicker than it was at, um, towards the start of the season when we were drawing nil nil, and uh, and there was too much like. Tim said there was too much passing for passing's sake um, and there was no intent to our passing now there's an intent to it 
and he's he's good. He's very very good. Um, torn between an eight plus and a nine minus, but I'll go eight plus. But you can't go eight plus plus. So you have to stick with eight plus. No, I won't go eight plus plus. I promise you. In my defence, I actually forgot about the nine minus option. <laughs> <laughs> Underused, to be fair. Mm. Underrated, I think. Underrated, <laughs> yeah. All in Auburn, Tim playing without the shackles on, I think this man, Kenny Dougal, allows him to play without that those shackles and as much responsibility on his shoulders. So Yeah. Uh, it's a pity he got injured, Kenny, because uh, I hope it's only a, a little knock um, because I thought he was superb in that first half. It was, it, it's, it's the Kenny we all want to see. Um, uh, really, really, really pleased with that performance. Um, I'm going to give him an eight and it's only because it was half a game. I think if, it, if he'd played like that for, a full ninety, I'd have, um, I'd have, he would, he'd have been pushed up to a nine, uh, but uh, very, very encouraging, uh, as all three of them were. So, um, uh, uh, excellent. It's good to see our pairing of Norburn and Dougal that we wanted on Thursday. Well, we, we keep, we, you know, we 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 do know a little bit between us, John, don't we? Being managers ourselves or ex-managers in my case. I'm actually doing my UEFA C license uh, in a couple of months. So I might have I some, stopping s- then, uh, be, yeah. some slight idea of what I'm doing <laughs> rather than just winging it. Uh, Poulton FC's very own Owen Dale up next. There's a lot of Liverpool and Man United supporters in our managers group chat and they're all going, who's this Owen Dale? Grinds my gears. <laughs> Get him told, John. Uh, uh, Owen Dale, Mitch. Yeah, I thought Dale had a, an excellent game. Um if you remember from my um, stat diarrhea or stat vomit in the last pod, one stat of the attack, things that, stat attack, yeah. Mitch's one stat attack. That, one of the things I'd said was that yeah, that's not maybe not the uh, the quite the marketing slogan, is it? But anyway, um, one of the things I'd said uh, was that Callum Connolly hadn't managed a successful cross all season. Um, Dale managed five in that game out of eight attempted crosses and I think that makes all the difference as I said before having players on both sides but I also thought he he showed willingness to get back I mean I'm not sure how effective he would have been if they'd really gone at him or, or, or you know they'd managed to get more of a foothold in the game and gone at him I'm not sure how effective he's ever going to be defensively but if we can score three or four every week, then we don't need him to be that effective defensively and he's got Jimmy um, behind him as well so yeah Absolutely. He's got Jimmy behind him. He, he linked well. He, he, and for a player who hasn't started a game for us for, for God knows how long, that was his first league start for us in, well, well over a year, wasn't it? I thought he, he, he really took his chance, played well. I enjoyed watching him. Um, I'm I'm going to go for a nine for him because I thought it was a really good performance by him. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he just try things and make try to make things happen. You know, he Watched him do a few uh, failed growth turns, well, one or two. But he was always playing on the front foot, always being positive rather 100%. than playing within himself. And, and it was like with, with CJ, he he fell over his feet a couple of times, but you don't mind when he's, when he's you know, flying at people. And you don't mind Dale doing a few lollipop step-overs step and then losing the ball because if he keeps doing it, keeps doing it, CJ keeps running and keeps running, then we're going we're gonna to threaten teams. Um, so more of that. OK, 
Okay, Andy, you have the main man, Jordan Rhodes, 9.7 on the Fop Mob ratings, a hat trick, first hat trick for five years. I've previously mentioned what a game it was from Jordan Rhodes, a striking oh, masterclass. Absolutely um, brilliant from him. And um, um, and he, he really enjoyed it as well. And you could tell when he was scoring his, his goals, especially his second one, he's, how much enjoyment he's getting out of it. And I'm, I'm, I, I think maybe he was, when he's sitting there on the bench at Huddersfield or not getting a game at all, he's, uh, he's, he's probably questioning whether he can actually still do it. And now he's come in and uh, um, it's starting to happen for him. And, uh, um, he, you know, you've got to be, uh, you've got to be chuffed for him. Um, looks, looks a million dollars at the minute, doesn't he? So, um, torn between a nine plus and a 10. Oh. But he's got a trick, hasn't he? He's got a trick. It's got to be a 10. Anything less it's than a 10 is a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah, got to be a 10. Um, We've got enough disgraces um, on this podcast. And that's <laughs> Don't want any more. I hope to God that we've uh, um, he's got a few more 10s in him yet because he could score a hatful in this league if he stays fit. Okay, um, as I furiously just typed Killian Kwasi onto the player name banners, Tim, you can... Uh, Wax lyrical about the new little big man and his uh, brilliant debut. Um, yeah, how long did he play? Sixty-five minutes, did he? Something like that. Something yeah. around that. Around that. Yeah, sixty-six minutes. The subs aren't in your uh, very uh, thorough briefing notes. Um, so he plays two thirds of the game, and he's involved in everything that we do. He he starts the move for the first goal. He scores the second goal. Um, he um, uh, is is heavily involved. In in the third and um, and and again he's won the header that starts the move for the for the fourth. So you, you do wonder what else he could really have done. Um, I think um, for a young player who's not really played at this level, um, he's taken the chance that he's been given, and he's he's going to hopefully it's not a one off. Hopefully he's going to keep doing it. Obviously consistency. And he's got listen. He's got a strike partner there who, as as you know, in in bygone years, has been Mister Consistent for scoring for Blackburn and and for Huddersfield week in week out. And and he needs to look at him and think. And no doubt he will look at him and and learn from him. And and hopefully he, he he's going to have a massive impact this season. Um, I was umming and ahhing a little bit like Andy, but I, I think there's only one one score you can give a player who has that impact on the on their debut, home debut, and that's a 10. I think it's fair. Two 10s. Yeah. I, 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 was... I nearly gave him a nine plus, and I thought, hang on a minute, it's his debut. And he's, he's made such a game. massive impact, not just these goals, he's just all around forward play. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't have done anything else. I was just felt like you know I used to bang on when Medine was here. I, it may have escaped attention that I quite liked Gary Medine, but I, I used to bang on saying you know Medine's experience up front and what he brings and what a difficult position it is to play as a target man. And we talked about Beasley, you know how he's you know twenty six and he's well you know he's still not that experienced. Kawasi, like he looked like he played about three hundred games as a target man in the, in in some of that football. 
So the way he read some of those situations was remarkable for a 20-year-old lad, you know, out of, well, just above non-league football. Remarkable. Again, we'd written him off as well, haven't we, from just looking at the deal and the, the fact yeah, he's, yeah, he's got two in 42 for Sutton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's hope he continues. Okay, uh, one one more item just before we sign off. Let me get that uh, ticket. Manager rating. Yeah, manager rating. Oh, actually, man of the match. Sorry, man of the match. This is a tough one. Very tough. Which of the tens do we pick? I think it's got to be Jordan Rose for his hat trick, but a cigarette paper between them, as Nick would say. I would... I would give it right. I'll 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 argue. I'd give it Killian because I think has had Killian not played that game, and had those headers not been won, and had he not muscled the lad out of the way and played it to CJ and so on and so forth, you can't see the goals scoring. We wouldn't say Labs had played instead of um, Rhodes. Labs probably wouldn't have scored a hat trick, but he might have got. He might have got two. He might have got. We still won the game, but I think if you take Killian out of the team, I think you suddenly see you, you see a greater hole in the team. The rest of you can go for Rhodes, and then we can. Then we can, then we can oh, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I was going to give it. Um, I was going to give it Kuasi before before your uh, little monologue there, and that's just convinced me. And in fact, I think it should um, carry the casting vote. It was that good. Well, I I'll go the other way, and I'll go Rhodes. Like, when was the last person that scored a hat-trick for us at Bloomfield Road? And I think it's a no-brainer from that side. I'm, I'm with Andy. You're not not getting man of the match if you've scored a hat-trick. Sorry. Sorry, Killian, but you were you were superb as well. So you can have the reserve man of the match award. When he scores a hat-trick at Barnsley, he can have the, <laughs> yeah. can have the uh, match ball and the man of the match. Phil, Phil Ormby's pulled it, pulled it out of the bag there, saying, you know, it will mean more to Killian than it will to Jordan. So. Oh, yeah, Jordan's had so many hat-tricks in his career, hasn't he? He's blasé, man of the match awards. Gets them all the time, hat-tricks. Yeah, go on, Killian, you can have mine as well. I bet you you're see, buzzing about it. Compared to after-match interviews, Killian looks like he's about to burst into tears of joy, and Jordan Rhodes just goes, <laughs> yeah, it was nice to score a hat-trick. Anyway, we're playing Barnsley next week. It's so just. <laughs> I'm sure it would, Phil. I'm sure it would. <laughs> uh, manager rating. Big up, big up, Critch. He's finally, he's finally yeah. uh, changed tactic. Not put Callum Connolly as left wing back. And uh, what a change! What a difference! What an experience being at Bloomfield Road, ridiculously hungover and not being depressed is a a tough nut to crack. But he's done it. Incredible. I think we've used the, we've used the expression handbrake off a couple of times now, and that's really what we've seen. And I think, you know, hopefully the penny's dropping that we have got a squad that's capable of getting promoted from this league and we need to let them play football, not just keep possession. So um, uh, I, I felt, I think I'd said on Thursday, Thursday night, I was starting to feel a bit foolish with my prediction. And, and when you see them play like that, I realised that, you know we have got it in that we have got it in us whether whether 
we've got enough to win the leagues is another matter, but we've most certainly got the players who on the day are the best team in the division. And they were yesterday. I don't think any, but I think we'd have, you know, it, it had taken a, a good team to stay with us yesterday. And, and I don't think Reading were, were that, were that bad. I think we, we pressured them and we made them make mistakes. Um, and, uh, I just hope when we go to Barnsley, we don't go all negative. We're only four points behind them with a the game in hand, and they are fifth on 16 points. We're on 12. Um, game in hand on Exeter as well. Yeah. So. We haven't given him the score yet anyway, have we? I'm going to give him an eight plus. Well, I'll, I'll go higher. I'll give him a nine just because he's he's... he's... He's taking risks. Playing Dale at wing back is a risk. Starting Kawasi was a risk. Um, and he hasn't taken many risks since he's been here. And it was really good. And, and to be honest, the whole, you know, it was almost like 3 3 4 the way we were playing the, the, the wing backs without flipping eye up the pitch. Um, it, it, it was a, you know, all round risk, go at the opposition. Well done. You know, I've given him plenty of stick. Um, over the over the last period, but he deserves a lot of credit for that. For me, nine. And just don't forget, we've got Jordan Gabriel to come back, and Andy Lyons as well. Jordan Gabriel was literally holding the baby yesterday on the balcony. Oh, is it? His wife um, had a baby, and yeah, and Mark jo- and Mark Joseph as well. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph. Sorry, we've <laughs> got us mixed up. We've got some real firepower. Waiting in the wings. Yeah. Things are looking good. Look, as long as Critchley wants to attack, then we've we've got a chance, haven't we? Um but if he if he bloody reverts next week to his careful, careful, careful um scenario, I think we'll all just implode. Um just he needs to attack this league, and if he attacks this league, we've got a chance. We've got a chance. We've got Dembele as well. God, Not yeah. even mentioned him. Have yeah, we? we haven't. <laughs> but but this all looks much better after a win. We lose next week, we're back to square one again. Barnsley have scored so, 20 goals, though, Andy, this season. Top scorers in the league by quite a bit. So maybe he will play. Yeah, but they had that one. mad first day, didn't they, where mm. they beat Port Seven, Vale yeah. 7-0, and then, and then Port Vale was the second in the league <clears throat> before Saturday. Mm. Oh, sorry, before midweek when they lost at home to Burton. Might be worth having a chat with Anyway, I can go with Mitch. I'll give him a nine. Okay, um... As I said, just before one thing we are going to mention before we go, uh, the club has just come up with this excellent initiative called Tickets for Teams. Um, Just want to call this out to the club to say, well done. Um, Any grassroots team across the foul coast can get their entire team in there and two adults, 15 kids for 60 quid. I mean, Tim, this is uh, just the sort of thing we need. That's Uh, an incredible, incredible offer, isn't it? Whoever came up with that, take a bow. Oh, very good. It really it's a great, is. It's a great too, way for to get the lads. Never mind Blackpool. But it's a great way for the lads to to bond as well. To go to go watch a, a game together. I did it. You know, I know. I think John's done it with his team. I've I did it with my teams in the past. Um, and um, you know, it, you, BST been doing stuff where we've been like sponsoring 
uh, lads, lads and, and girls to be um, uh, mascots. This is a great way of getting them at the right age and making them Blackpool fans and not these, not the Liverpool United fans that, you know, I, like you've mentioned some of your dads. I can't you know, stand it. I cannot stand it. fans. You want, you want the, you want those lads saying, dad, dad, I want to go to watch Blackpool again. Cause they're brilliant to watch. And um, when we're in the Premier League and, and I was doing my uh, younger team, uh, virtually every lad was turning up in a Blackpool kit and that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. And, and things that initiatives like this are just fantastic from that perspective. Because it, this is their this is their impressionable period. Who they support when the seven and eight and nine are the teams of sport for the rest of their lives. Yeah, so uh, big thumbs up to the club for that. Okay, right on that note, I said let's just do a minute. Let's just do an hour. Of, uh, as ever, we've gone over onto hour and fifteen, but I think there was a lot of positive to talk about today. And it is good speaking about positive things. Yeah, and, uh, very good. Let's let's hope it continues at Barnsley next Saturday. Um, we may do a bit of a preview of that because I've got that new app and app I've written up and running with the uh, the player <laughs> the player picks on. So we might do something before the game itself. Right. Um, thanks for thanks for your company as always, gentlemen. Being a pleasure. If you are watching this on YouTube, do hit the like and subscribe button and all that bollocks. And all that remains to be said is thanks for watching, thanks for downloading, and up the pool. Up the pool. pool. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash pod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash pod. And if you don't sign up, you're a... See you later. Thanks for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.